libraries or modern spaces. Okay, yeah. so you can have fun you, yes. you, with others. We, in fact, we encourage it. So many amazing things, and you can get all of it right on your phone. So, With a free library card. That's right. right. Welcome back to Table Talk, the podcast where we share surprising stories from around the Bay Area. I'm Vivian, and in a moment, you'll hear my boss, Steve, who some of you may know as Senator Glazer. I'm part of his team based in his Bay Area district. On today's episode, we're taking you behind the scenes to see the magic of your local library. Boring. Well, some people might say that, but really... Libraries are dead. Books. Who reads books? Come on, Vivian. Do you do you read books anymore? Uh, no. I don't read it. I, I barely. I read newspapers online. I, you know, a lot of digital content. Um, and, uh, but I know things have changed. I know, shh, use your library voices. And that's not even a thing anymore. I know. I'm kind of disappointed in that. I thought it was nice to be shh. Yeah. You know, well, I can't do that to my staff anymore <laughs> now because they're going to hear this. They're going to say, they don't do that anymore, Steve. No that it's not a thing. Libraries are a boisterous, fun place these days. Yes, there is still some magic in libraries. And we're going to go on our little tour here in a minute. Um, but there are some dark secrets that we learned about libraries. Some dirty laundry, if you will, uh, in the shadows of libraries, which we'll talk about at the end. But they, there was there was a pretty big blockbuster surprise about uh about that don't you think yeah we'll, and we'll tease that a little yeah, bit you'll have to stick around to find out so we go we go inside the library now with some friends and, yeah uh, well, let's hear what the that in, engagement was it death or was it a magical place <laughs> maybe a little bit of both <laughs> so steve and i went to the local library to find out we met with brooke converse and michael beller who work there hello Good morning i'm brooke Hello, Brooke. How are you? We were there for a tour and to talk about how great libraries are. And surprisingly, we didn't have to keep our voices down. We don't do the shit thing anymore, so noise. You don't do, you don't, shh, no. Library voices are gone. We try to you know, create libraries now with quiet spaces. So for people who want to go into a quiet space, they go into the quiet space and the rest of the library is kids and noise and you know we have many many libraries that are very close to schools and so we have tons of middle schoolers and high schoolers coming in and sometimes it is raucous so we don't shush kids we don't, don't i mean they, they do need to you know follow our you know policies we know they have to stay within reason but you know we have story time sometimes at some of our branches with 200 people how do you keep that quiet well, right? Can I play music? So, um, no, I mean we, we do require earbuds for that kind of thing. So, so, but you know, regular. Shove, yes, definitely. We definitely have a patron conduct policy that you know people are asked to follow. Yes. Well, let's walk so. through the library. Then I won't use my library voices. <laughs> yeah, you can talk to normal voices. voices. Absolutely. Okay. Yes. Let's walk and talk. I, I see a lot of books. I thought books were like you know old fashioned. Now, what, what's the deal? Well, you know, I will say that, obviously, the digital materials were already on the rise before the pandemic, but once the pandemic hit, the need for more digital materials went through the roof. So we have definitely put more of the library's budget towards digital materials because people are asking for them. Um, Some of the groups that support our libraries, like the Friends of the Libraries, which we have at just about every branch here in Contra Costa County, also give some funds towards increasing our budgets of our digital materials because, again, people 
are asking for them and they want them. And we don't want them to have to wait to get what they are asking for. So now that said, lots of people still love those physical books. They like the sound of it opening, that crack, that feel, that smell. Those are really important to people and especially for our younger readers, physically holding a book and falling in love with libraries and with books is super important. Uh, I was talking to a friend before coming over here. I'll, I'll not identify her. And she said that, uh, Steve, libraries are dead. Libraries are dead. And I would say to that, the reason I have a job as a public information officer is because of people who believe that. And it's unfortunate. Um, libraries are extremely important places. They're more important than ever. Our libraries are for everyone. They're for people who don't have Wi-Fi in their homes, who don't have access to computers. They're for people who don't have quiet spaces in their homes to study or read, or even for children who don't have places to go after school. Um, they are places of learning. They're places for uh, meeting new people. We have tons of programs for people of every age. And our libraries are more needed than ever. And it, the people who say that to me are people who haven't set foot in a library yeah, in 25 years. What should yeah. I say to her? Go yeah. get in the library yeah. and see if it's true or not. Exactly. Right? I would say, you know, we are modern libraries. We, we check out Wi-Fi hotspots now. We have parks passes so people can come pick them up and go explore California State Parks and East Bay Parks. And we have, you know, laptops that you can check out and walk around here. We have so many digital resources. We have fun programs for teens, for kids, for adults. There's a little something for everyone. And the people who aren't coming in here are missing out. So we're walking here through this library. I see a lot of stacks of books. I see this section where it's very crowded with all these magazines from every which, from your hobbies to your popular culture to all kinds of things. I, uh, what's this, what is this space right here? Let's ask Michael what it's called. I'm going to introduce you to Michael. This is Michael Beller. He is the branch manager. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you as well. Thanks for having us here. We're excited to see you. So we have uh, four alcoves. They're generally age dependent. So this is our adult uh, alcove. It's also where we have a lot of our government documents and where we have our uh, historical collection uh, so that people can come in and learn more about Arenda and and government. Oh, boy, that, that has got me really interested. Okay, let's keep walking. Government documents. Wow, that's really exciting. Okay. We want to keep people informed. That's right. All right, so these don't look like uh, these are books. We keep walking through the rows and rows of books, magazines, and other materials, past groups of people studying and meeting their friends, and over to the younger kids section. And it's a busy place. These are, oh, this is the teen section. These so look like graphic novels if, to me. If you're looking for some place to send your teen in the summer, this is where they hang out here, right? They uh, in Arinda, they'd hang out here absolutely. And behind you, we also have uh, our, our teen fiction area. Uh, our teens are one of the more active user groups here in the library. Uh, during school, they come in. They use us as a study space. They use our our meeting rooms to prepare for tests. To prepare for uh, projects and presentations. Um, it, it, we go through periods of very heavy teen use. All right, so now I see a lot, another colorful alcove here. This, what would you call this area? This is our children's area. So this is where we have our kids. They can come. They have a space of their own. We have nice furniture they could uh, uh, sit on, 
play on a little bit, but but they can use the space how they'd like. This whole area is our, our children's area going back into uh, our early uh, our early readers uh, and our toddlers. Now, Brooke said something when we started this. She said shushing is no longer in. So that was that. That's old fashioned now, I guess. We tend not to shush. I mean, the, the library is community space. Whatever the community is that comes in to use the library, we want to do our best to serve them. We do try to keep parts of the library quieter right. uh, and try to, and, and we're a lot more permissive in other areas. Right. But I, I sometimes tell my staff, library voices. And that's like, <laughs> they're going to now hear that that's, you, that's really old school. It's showing I'm my age, I guess. As time goes by, that particular phrase is going to mean less and less. It is. If you go into a library after school's out, two thirty, three o'clock, you'll see. I, I mean, know. boy, it's... I'm still recovering from hearing this. Vivian, what do you think about that? Did you know <laughs> I mean, this? no, I didn't know that. I'm. I still think of library voices as like a thing. <laughs> I know that should stay. We can't throw well, that out. Well, I think it's still very pervasive in media. You watch a TV show; they still use all those stereotypes yes. of librarians and uh, libraries. Yeah. And I'm still having you know, trouble with that. We need to work on that next. How do we get the media, you know, and, and popular culture aware that libraries are modern spaces? Okay, yeah. so you can have fun. You, with others we in fact we encourage it would you say that libraries are more of like a meeting space now then that is definitely one role of the library i mean we consider ourselves to be community spaces that offer multiple things including meeting spaces and in fact we have meeting rooms in libraries people can reserve they can use them for quiet study spaces for meetings and you know some of them you can reserve some you can just walk in and use every library is a little different you know we have 26 libraries in Contra Costa County so you kind of have to figure out how each one works and but they're all unique spaces that provide multiple opportunities for communities to interact with other people um, and of course with all of our wonderful materials okay so we've gone through a pile of books and now we see computer screens what's happening here so at each of our libraries, we have multiple uh, public computers that the people can come in and use to sign up to use for how long at a time, Michael? Generally an hour at a time. But he says it's a lot like the gym. If no one's waiting, you can keep using the computer pretty much however long you want. So we have many members of our community who don't necessarily have access to either internet services or computers or both at their homes. Um, they could be anyone from, you know, seniors down to teenagers who need to work on papers or do research for school. Um, and so the library provides that for them. We don't just, in many of our libraries, we also have laptop checkout stations. And so not only do you, can you sit here and use one of these desktops, but you could also, at some of our libraries, check out a laptop and go find a, a quieter space. Now over here, this is an information. This is an information desk. I see you guys have free COVID tests here too. We do. So, um, as in partnership with uh, Contra Costa County Health Services, we got together and said the library is a great place for people to be able to come and get free yeah. tests. And so we have a process where we just put them out and people can grab them as needed. We keep walking past the information desk and over to the big section of on hold materials. That's where you can pick up any of the things you've reserved books, DVDs, magazines, anything that your library doesn't have on hand, but another one does. Any of our patrons can come in, ask for a book to be placed on hold for them. As soon as it's available, it'll get sent here. Wow. This uh, is a big wall filled with all kinds of books that people have requested. People have requested so it. If the book is not here at this library that you're going to in your neighborhood, you can go and look at the whole system 
and they can have it come here in a, in a few days or a few weeks. Is that right? And yeah, absolutely. And even better, we participate in a program called Link Plus, which opens up library systems up and down the West Coast, including some academic libraries. So we can get all sorts of content that we may not have uh, within even all of our libraries. Okay. Oh, it's fantastic. Like, I it's, mean, that's like textbooks and encyclopedias and stuff, right? It, it, textbooks, encyclopedias, um, academic titles. Uh, it's fantastic. It is a really fantastic resource. So I know this is going to be the hardest question of the day, Michael. What's your favorite book? Phantom Tollbooth. There can be no better books than the Phantom Tollbooth. That is absolutely yeah, is that a no wonderful hesitation. book. Just nailed that. If that if you want to inspire imagination, that book can is is just wonderful for it. Fantastic. Well, thank you for sharing that, Brooke. Do you have a favorite book? You know, I have a six year old, and right now my life revolves around reading books that are appropriate for six year olds. And so, what's her favorite book? Good Night Moon. Ooh. Guessing Good Night Moon. Uh, you know, I don't know if she could narrow it down. She changes her mind every forty five seconds. So, um, but I would guess one she really likes is Where the Wild Things Are. Oh. That's a fantastic book. It's very scary, though. I hope that there's no more nightmares in your family. All right. So, Michael, what have we not asked you that you want to share about libraries? Just the amount of questions we get at the uh, information desk continue to expand, and we're, uh, we help people find the books that they'd like to read. We help people find information that they need to know. Uh, and we help people uh, with the technology that's present in the world now, especially the technology that the library uses every day. Kindles, um, uh, email, uh, how, how to access Canopy, our streaming movie platform, um, what tests are available, and then how to use those tests uh, for standardized test practice. Uh, we, we just have an incredible collection of technology-based resources, and helping people navigate that is something we do every day. Beautiful space filled with light and air and art and actual noise now, kids talking and playing. Uh, it's, a, it's the modern library. I guess it's different than when I grew up. Absolutely. It, it, we, we are constantly evolving and constantly changing uh, to better support the community. Part of what makes us a modern library is that we come to people where they are now. You don't have to set foot in a physical library building in order to take part and use many of our resources. We have tons of digital resources on our website that you can use from your phone or your digital device or your home, wherever you are, including things like accessing the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, the Chronicle, the East Bay Times, free tutoring for children, uh, our Discover and Go program, which allows you to visit museums at, for discounted or free. We have just so many amazing things, and you can get all of it right on your phone. So, With a free library card. That's eh? right. And once you get that library card, you'll want to go down to the library to find a book. And to do that, you might need to know about the Dewey Decimal System, which is where that controversy we mentioned earlier comes in. Once we find exactly the, the Dewey Decimal number, which is a subject... Once we find the Dewey Decimal number, we can go into any other Dewey Decimal library, find the same type of content. Okay, so, and who is Dewey? Mr. Decimal? Mrs. We, Decimal? We, we, we'll, we'll avoid talking about Dewey for the moment. He has a little bit of a controversial yeah. history, which didn't come to light until, you know, modern times. Yeah. So some of his ideas about libraries were not really politically correct these days. So was yeah. he like the original librarian, so they named everything after him? 
he came up with the Dewey Decimal System uh, to sort all the subject matter. I see. Um, let's just say we use his system to uh, organize our books. You know, we need to check that out, Vivian. Who is Dewey Decimal? And what did he do? And did he do everything good or bad? I mean, I think, can I find that out in the library here? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you, may, you may need one of the computers to, to do so, but, but yes. So we went on the computer and looked up Melville Dewey and the sorting system he created for libraries over 100 years ago. So it, it's a system that was designed to uh, categorize all the books in, in, a, in a library. Uh, and to make uh, room for uh, books that are added over time. Um, but it's how everything gets organized. It's almost like its own little language and code. That was that system that this guy Dewey did, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he was, I mean, he was quite a controversial guy even back then. Um, but now, I mean, even as recent as 2019, this huge award, they stripped his name from it because he was not a great guy. And he... Although he did do a lot for the creating the system that we still use, the Dewey Decimal System, he um, was actually kicked out of his roles for the American Library Association back in the early 1900s because um, of his history of sexual harassment and exclusion of black people and of Jewish people from his libraries. Um, so he was really prominent in the library space in the late 1800s and early 1900s, but kind of had this like big claim to fame and then a lot of disgrace afterwards. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things we've been doing more in our world is to go back and look at a person's history and not just take for granted that we their name is in a place of honor. I mean, look, the system that is called the that system after this guy who's been um, yeah, dishonorable. And I, I maybe we should take another look about how that how that's used in our libraries today. There are other coding systems that are in place that could be used instead. And uh, anyway, it's kind of a footnote to our, our journey, the dark yeah. side of the library, if you will. Yeah. But an interesting one. Yeah. And if you're interested, you can find out more information at your local library. So that was a fun stop we had today. Yeah. Uh, It was fun because I don't go to the library very often, even though there is so much there that's fun and free. Yeah. Uh, And it was was cool to see all the kids. There were a lot of kids. Lots of kids and lots of people just doing such a variety of things. I mean, like on the computers, looking up information, printing things. You can print things for free at your library or, you know, you can like if you have a job interview coming up, you can go and work on your resume and then print out the resume at the library for free. Um, And yeah, so such a wide variety of of things that they offer. And they're in so many neighborhoods in the Bay Area, right? They're not too far away. Certainly a bus stop away for most um, and filled with light and art uh, and sound, yeah, right? Oh my yeah. gosh. Shh. Yeah, library no more voices. Shut- yeah. Come on, I like library voices. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this episode. And as a reminder, you can find all our episodes on the website at sd07.senate.ca.gov and all streaming platforms like Apple, Spotify, and everything else. And share with a friend if you find it interesting. Yeah, share with a friend, share it on Twitter, and don't forget to rate and subscribe and uh, review. We'd love to hear your thoughts. And we have some fun stories to tell coming up, so continue to check us out. Thank you for listening to this episode of Table Talk. If you'd like to learn more about the Contra Costa Public Library System, you can visit cccLib.org. Thanks again to the Contra Costa Public Library System and the staff at the Arinda Public Library for helping with this story. 
This episode was produced, mixed, and mastered by Vivian Basu Skinner. Milana Mies assisted with interview production.